Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we're going to dissect this little four-game winning streak the Ducks are on and also talk about El Capitan. Hit me with that music. You're Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for well over a decade. And as always, this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thanks for making this your first listen of the day. If I sounded a little honorary on last night's episode, well, I I was. I'm going to peel back the curtain. I had to re-record that episode twice. It, It sucked. Just some technical difficulties. But, you know... That's how things go sometimes. On today's Tuesday podcast, as I mentioned, we're going to dissect the winning streak and talk all about Ryan Getzlaff. Oh, I'm sorry. No, his nickname from now on is Capitan Getzlaff. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that little Spanish flair. So, the Ducks, as I mentioned on the last show, have a four-game winning streak. This is the longest winning streak the Ducks have had in 35 months. 35 months. That's how long it's been. Do you know where you were 35 months ago? The world has definitely changed since then. And the Ducks' fortunes are kind of returning to form. They're changing back to their days of winning division titles. Again, small sample size. Is this sustainable? Who's to know? Who's to tell? But let's enjoy this ride while it is going on right now. Uh, the Ducks started this winning streak on Halloween night. <laughs> that was also a very special night because the Ducks beat the Canadiens. You had this awesome Ryan Getzloff assist, the sick pass to Troy Terry. And he became the all-time scoring leader in the Ducks. That was the victory against the Canadiens. In that four-game span, they've beaten the Canadiens, the Devils, the Coyotes, and the St. Louis Blues. Not exactly a murderer's row of teams, so that does have part to do with it, is the strength of schedule. The strength of schedule is well below 500. In fact, it's below 400. I'm not going to say that the Ducks are feasting off of lesser teams. They're absolutely doing that, and they should be doing that. But then I look at who's coming up. Vancouver, they're playing, you you know, they're there. (laughs) Is that the best way to put it? Am I allowed to be that mean right now? The Vancouver Canucks are just there in the Pacific Division, second to last. So you would think this might be an easy-ish game for the Ducks. They have Vancouver and Seattle coming up, the bottom two teams in the Pacific Division. Then they have Vancouver at home on Sunday. There's no reason to think that the Ducks shouldn't win at least two of the next three games. And there's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't win tonight's game in Vancouver, British Columbia. Then they make the short drive across the border to Seattle to take on the Seattle Kraken. That's going to be a fun one, folks. Can't wait for that one. But looking at the strength of schedule, let's go through each team really fast. The Montreal Canadiens, right now, a winning percentage of 231. That's well below average. New Jersey's at the time they were 500. Arizona's at the time their winning percentage was 0.50. It was that bad. St. Louis the only team that was really riding 
high, they had a winning percentage of about 700. When you average them all out at their times, the strength of schedule was around 400. So that's part to do with it. And I'm not going to disparage this winning streak at all. It is still impressive because of what they are doing against these lesser teams. And I'm going to start with the power play. In that four-game span, the Ducks' power play has been 6 for 19, which is around 31%. Uh, For the season, the Ducks are at 27.3% on the power play, good enough for 5th in the National Hockey League. Yes, right now the Ducks are 5th in the NHL in power play percentage. It's been a long time, a long time since I've said that. Teams above the Ducks... The Winnipeg Jets, 28.1%. The Dallas Stars, 28.6%. The St. Louis Blues, 30.8%. And the Oilers, the Edmonton Oilers, this is absurd, 50%. The Oilers have a 50% power play percentage. But the Ducks, fifth in the league. And for them to be 31% during this four-game streak, that's above their season average. So they are playing a little bit out of their minds right now. But it's still impressive to see nonetheless. Also, in this span, the Ducks have outscored their opponents 15-4. to They allowed two against the Habs, one against the Yotes, and just the one against the Blues. And that was really it. 15-4. to When you are outscoring your opponents 15-4 to in a span, there's going to be some really good stats to back that up. And one that I'm going to look at in particular, high danger chances. I especially look at the last game. The Ducks had twice as many high danger chances than their opponent, the St. Louis Blues. 14-7. to And there's a buddy of mine who works in hockey that still doesn't believe in the St. Louis Blues. He thinks they're a mirage. I kind of see where he's coming from. The St. Louis Blues have some holes in their lineup and they they have some flaws they were completely exposed on the last game and looking at this four game streak this is how good it's been 43 high danger chances for the Anaheim Ducks 43 it's pretty good but it's really what they've allowed on high danger chances they've only allowed 34 When you are out high-dangering your opponents, but also allowing that few of chances, two things are happening. One, you're stopping them at the blue line, which they've been doing effectively. And two, just not allowing them to get in that trapezoid area. They're not allowing them to get pucks in deep. The forecheck has also been good, but the backcheck, I think, has been something that we really haven't talked about a lot, especially during this week. The backcheck has been very impressive for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, So much so that they've really allowed so few shots in that high-danger area. Uh, The percentage for high-danger chances is... It's above 50% in favor of the Ducks. In fact, the percentage is around 60%. That's been good. And, of course, I've talked about this last show. Troy Terry has a streak going on. Ryan Getzloff has been scoring points left and right. He has 993 points. But when will he get to 1,000 points? I talked about this 
on a show last week, I might have to revise my prediction just a little bit. But we're going to talk all about Ryan Getzloff for the remainder of this podcast because, frankly, he deserves it. Capitan Getzloff. But first, after the first intermission, we're going to talk about DirecTV Stream, which brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch all your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. It's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without all the hassle. So no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. So get rid of all the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV. Oh, and the best part, there's no annual contract. No seven-year deals here. Uh Uh-uh, no. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Or in Espanol, directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk all about Ryan Getzloff. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And once again, thanks for making this your first listen of the day. So there was one little tidbit that I failed to mention on the last segment. So I'm going to do that right now. In the previous four games, the Ducks have done a good job of not allowing too many shots. In fact, they've averaged about 26 to 27 shots on goal the last four games. If you recall, the last time they lost, it was to Vegas again. They allowed 42 shots. Their third such occurrence where they allowed 40 or more shots. During this streak, we're not seeing as much of that. Not as many shots on goal for their opponents. An average of 20... If you can average allowing 26 shots per game and to have not many of them be of the high danger zone area, then you're doing something right. So hopefully the Ducks defense can continue to work wonders. Yes, we've talked about the offense often, right? We've talked about the power play, the point streak the points for Getzloff, all that stuff. But the defense has been stellar. And that's just one little simple stat that I think Ducks fans should pay attention to, especially on these next couple of games, is seeing how many shots they're going to allow against Vancouver, Seattle, and Vancouver again. I'm hoping that this streak continues. I I wouldn't be surprised if it goes five, six, maybe even seven games, because after that, they've got a tough schedule. They've got a very tough schedule starting the following week. But we're not going to worry about that. We're going to worry about the games coming up. And we're going to worry about... Well, not worry. But we're going to talk about Ryan Getzloff, who currently has 993 career points. He is seven points away from 1,000. And you know what? We're going to have some fun here. We're going to do some little, like, stat stuff. So get ready for some numbers, folks, because right now, Ryan Getzloff has 11 points in 13 games. He's got about a point per game, a little less than a point per game average right now. He's on pace for whatever it's worth. He's on pace for 70 points this season, assuming that he stays healthy. If he gets 
to 70, I don't know. It'd be his highest total since 2017. Even if he gets a 60, that'd be his highest since 2018. Also, keeping him healthy throughout the season is going to be important. The last time he played 75 or more than 75 games was 2016. So, keeping him on the ice, I mean, since 2016, that's that's a big deal. That means he's had five seasons where he didn't play the 75 games. Well, of course, in 2020, he played 69 games, almost all the games for the Ducks. Then the pandemic happened. He played 48 last season. That's really good. So the health is doing okay for Ryan Getzloff. He hasn't had to play many playoff games. So right now, it's looking like he's skating Almost better than ever. I'm not going to say better than ever. I mean, he looked really good in the mid-2000s, early part of this decade. But looking at the way he's been skating, it's looking like, I don't want to say found the fountain of youth, but he's found something, and he's rested. And you got to love a guy that can just put his head down and do the work for the Ducks. Just some more fun stats. Uh, He currently has 993 points. 280 goals, 713 assists, which also leads the Ducks. Shot percentage right now, only a 2.7, but he's only got one goal this season. Some of that is bad luck. That That's going to change. Getsy will get his goals. He'll get his this season. Don't worry about that. But as far as points, if he's averaging almost a point per game, we'll say three points for every four games. That projects to him getting 7 points in about 9 or 10 games. So, let's look at 6 games from now. They're at Nashville, then at Colorado. 8 games from now, they're at home versus the Sens, then at home versus the Maple Leafs. 10 games from now is a game at Staples Center against the LA Kings. Then they have 2 home games against the Vegas Golden Knights and the Calgary Flames. I'm beginning to think that Getzloff will get his thousandth point before they go on that road trip. So Ducks fans, look at those target home games and the game at Staples Center. October, sorry, November 26th, beg beg your pardon. November 26th versus the Sens. November 28th versus the Maple Leafs. November 30th at the LA Kings. December 1st at Vegas. December 3rd versus the Flames. I'm going to now project that Getzloff will get his 1,000th point against the Vegas Golden Knights December 1st at home. But definitely keep an eye on the milestone tracker. Once again, 7 points away from 1,000. That is a monumental deal. And Getzloff would become the 92nd player in NHL history to reach that 1,000 point threshold. The last player to reach 1,000 points, Andre Kopitar of the LA Kings. He was the last player to reach 1,000 points. He's currently at 1,015. 22 points ahead of Ryan Getzloff. So we got some, got a little SoCal connection there. Ooh, can you imagine if Getzloff gets it at Staples Center against the Kings? And you know what? I bet the Kings fans would still applaud that because a thousand points is a big deal. Like I said, only 91 other players as of right now have hit that mark. Getzloff would be the 92nd 
And there's a who's who of players above him that are just um, amazing. It's amazing. And even going more so leading into the stats a little bit before we head to the second intermission, I think Getze can possibly play one more season after this, especially if he's playing at this level that he's at now. I mean, he has said he wants to continue playing in Anaheim, and he's willing to take that pay cut. He's willing, willing to still be playing for $3 million per season, and that's fine. Consider this. His last big contract was for eight and a quarter million. Yes, his cap hit was eight point two five million. And for the betterment of the team, he said, you know what, I can take a pay cut. Now he's making three million this season. And to have this kind of production for three million, would you call that a bargain? I would say, yeah, it, it's a good contract. This one year deal is paying dividends for the Anaheim Ducks right now. $3 million. I could see him getting another $3 million next season as well. Of course, that doesn't count potential bonuses, which he is going to get because there is a bonus uh, from what I heard. I forgot who I heard this from that said that Getsy will get a bonus for reaching the 1,000-point plateau with the Ducks. And I don't know why there was any question. Okay, actually, I get why there was a question. He only had 17 points all of last season. In order for him to get a thousand, he would need eighteen points. So Getzloff will most assuredly top last year's mark as far as point production from last season. And just to throw this out there, because I do kind of want to just throw this out there and get the conversation going. Do you think Getzloff comes back next year? I'm gonna say yes, Getzy comes back next year. And if that's the case. Can he get to 1,100 points? And if that happens, will that for sure cement him in the Hall of Fame? I'm going to say, yes, he's probably going to come back next season. If he feels like he has some hockey left in him, I think he would come back for one more year. With that said, do I think he would get to 1,100 points? I'm going to say yes. I think he'll get to about 10... He can get as high as like 1040, 1050 this season. That would be really incredible. So 1100 is certainly, it's it's within reach. He can get there. And I feel like 1000 points is kind of like the number to get into the Hall of Fame. But 1100, that is the number that will cement it. Undoubtedly. And you look at the list of players that have above 1100 points. And as far as players that are above 1,100 points, this segment I know is running long, but I want to get these stats out really fast. There are a total of 64 players that have 1,100 points or more. The last two players to do it just happened um, earlier this month. Evgeny Malkin and Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane. Sorry, Malkin got it last season. Patrick Kane Got this earlier this month, 1,100 career points. As of right now, here are the list of players who are not in the Hall of Fame that have 1,100 or more points. Yarmer Yager, he just stopped playing recently. Joe Thornton, he's still playing right now. Yes, Joe Thornton is still playing. Who else is on this list? Oh, Alexander Ovechkin, he's still playing. 
Sidney Crosby, he's also still playing. Jeremy Roenick, he's not in the Hall of Fame, but there's a plethora of reasons for that. Bernie Nichols, he should be in the Hall of Fame. So should Vincent Dempos. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Patty Moe, Patrick Marlowe. Yeah, he got that game streak last season, so he's still, you know, an active player. Rod Brindamore is also on this list. He probably should be in the Hall of Fame. Daniel Alfredson, he retired fairly recently. He'll probably get in. Evgeny Malkin and Patrick Kane. That's it. That's the list. It's a very short list of players that are not in the Hall of Fame that have 1,100 or more points. And the reason is because most of them are still playing. And they will be in the Hall of Fame. So I think in order for Getzloff to completely, completely shut everyone up and saying, oh, is he a Hall of Famer or not? Yes, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. And if he can get to 1,100 points, that will cement it, put it in stone, etch his name into the Hall. That might even make him maybe a first or second ballot Hall of Famer. Ooh. But that's a whole other debate for a whole other day. Uh, we're going to talk more about Ryan Getzloff after the second intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And folks, the NFL is going on. You got the NBA that just started. And of course, the NHL started. So you could check out all the lines at betonline.ag. Dot ag Maybe put some money on who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Maybe put a little bit of money on the Ducks for tonight's game if you're feeling saucy. Because believe it or not, because they're in Vancouver, Vancouver is still kind of the favorite. So if you want to make something, head over to betonline.ag. Put a little bit of money on the Ducks. And when you make your first deposit, use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please, please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to episode number 421 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're still talking about El Capitan, or Capitan Getzloff, which is his new nickname. I don't make the rules, but when you score multiple points on Dia de Muertos nights, your nickname's got to change. Again, I don't make the rules, but there you go. So I read a really incredible article from Eric Stevens, who really equated what Ryan Getzloff means to the team. The fact that the Ducks franchise record for points is Ryan Getzloff from Tamu Solani. The best part about that game, and we're going back to Friday night's game, which I didn't really get to talk about yesterday because there was so much other stuff to talk about, but I wanted to bring this up. The ceremony pre-game on Friday was incredible. You had all the pomp and circumstance. You had the Samuelis out there. You had Getzloff's family. His wife and his kids were out there. And then you had Temu Solani coming out wearing a number 15 jersey. I thought it was really cool that Temu Solani walked out there 
in the jersey of his former teammate Ryan Getzloff. So you had number 15 worn by Solani and of course number 15 worn by Getzloff. And the two just embraced in this long hug. You could tell that Getzloff was getting a little bit emotional. One other really cool thing that I did like was that Capitan Getzloff was presented with a silver puck that said 989 on it, denoting the new record point total overtaken by Getzloff. It was amazing. And of course, Solani was the one that presented it to him. So that was cool. And Solani had a lot of good things to say about his former teammate. And here's some of what he had to say, and I'll quote directly here. Quote, It's all about setting a good example, and you want to make sure that you have a good connection with the fans. Not everybody can do that, and a lot of good players don't even want to do it. Their personality is not going to fit in that role that well. But I think Getsy enjoys it as much as I did. I always want to talk to my fans and make sure that they know how much I appreciate them and how much they have meant to me and how much I appreciate everything they have done. When the player understands that, I think he can really give a lot back. It's a wonderful feeling to know that you can have a relationship with the fans and show them how important they are. I think Getsy has done a great job with that too. That's why he's a very famous player here in this franchise, an important guy for this franchise, end quote. So really solid words from the former captain. As far as his future accolades, I do think that Getzloff would be in the Hall of Fame, as I've mentioned before. I think Getzy will be the next number hung in the rafters. We already have number 8, number 9, number 27, number 15. That's going to go into the rafters without question. Getzloff's number 15 will hang from Honda Center. And I think so will number 10 as well. I think Corey Perry's number has to hang from the rafters. And here's what else Solani had to say about that. Quote, It's going to be great. I think he really deserves that. He's going to be in the Hockey Hall of Fame and everything. All the great achievements are still ahead for him. He's going to be very proud. I know that right now somebody's going to tell him that it doesn't really mean much because he has a mission to play hockey. Same thing with numbers. Obviously a big honor to be all-time record holder for the franchise. But I think the numbers, they always hit later. There's a lot of individual stuff that you don't really know. They're not important until you're done and you look back at what has happened. I know Getsy's going to appreciate this way, way more later. End quote. There's a lot of truth to that. A lot of athletes, they don't pay attention to the numbers unless it's a milestone or, you know, further on the line. But at the time, they're just there to play hockey. They're just there to win. And right now, Ryan Getzloff is doing both. He's winning games for the Ducks and he's picking up the numbers. So soon enough, we will see Ryan Getzloff hit point number 1,000 and a few years from now, we'll see number 15 hanging from the rafters of the Ponda. And with that, we're going to end the show on that really positive note. So thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget, tonight we have a game at Vancouver. That will be a 7 o'clock Pacific game. And, you know, just a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., etc., if you want to contact me, you may do so 
at StimpyJD on Twitter or at LO underscore Ducks on Twitter. You can email me. The email is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support, your continued listens. It is very much appreciated, and I can't wait to talk to some of you later on this season. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a fantastic rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks, fly together. (laughs) 